Hey, hey. Well, welcome back in. This is Gripped, awakening the grown in a generation for revival and the return of the Lord. I'm Corey Russell. I'm Billy Humphrey. And we are so glad to have you back with us. We're jumping into John 13 through 17. We're jumping into what Mike Bickle calls the greatest teaching by the greatest teacher. Yeah. And I'd like to add this. On on his last night. On his last on his greatest day. On his greatest day. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, think about this. And I love just we're gonna kind of just take this uh this episode and just kind of lay out kind of the overview of John thirteen through seventeen. But Jesus has taken this ragtag group for the last three and a half years, you know. You got some tax collectors, you got some fishermen, you got zealots, you got a whole ragtag group of people that have walked with Jesus for three and a half years, mm. day and night. And uh, he now brings them. It's the feast of the Passover, and he's brought them to Jerusalem. And uh, I like to think about it this way. Before we get into all the details, I like to, because th that kind of puts weight on what he's saying in this, yeah. is I like to think about what are my, let's say I'm going to, I mean, God forbid, but I'm dying tomorrow. Right. Like Jesus knows he's going to die tomorrow. Right. All right? So th these aren't, Every phrase has such weight yeah. and such depth and such impact. And think about that. If you, were, you had your closest ones, you have your family and your closest friends around you, you know you're dying tomorrow. What are what you, you going to say? What are you going to talk about? Right. What, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, when, the thing that strikes me is the themes that he hits. I mean, this, this is something I was having to deal with as I was looking back through it. The themes that he hips, hits are not they're not even in the ballpark of themes that I would hit. Because <laughs> no. he tells them, I want you to be filled with joy. Yes. I want you to be filled with peace. I want you to love richly and deeply. Yes. I want you to love one another in that way. If it was my last night, I'd be grabbing people, shaking them, yes. slapping them, going, it's getting ready to go down. Get with it. <laughs> it's all going down. <laughs> and he knows they're all going to blow up. Yes, and exactly. Gonna, and Peter's going to completely leave the reservation. Yes. But he goes, actually, I'm telling all this to you, so you'll be filled with joy. I want yes. you to be filled with joy. I'm like, I am not like you at all. So I think it's... It's the worst night that the planet's ever seen. Yes. Right? God is about to be arrested. Yes. And God is about to be put to death. And in that context, they're all going to get betrayed by one of their best friends, God being, right. Jesus being the one who's going to experience the most betrayal. But everybody, everybody's betrayed by Judas. Yes. They're going to experience intense betrayal. Incredible persecution is, is falling on them. And he goes, I want you to be filled with joy. I want you to be filled with peace. And I want you to love deeply and yes, richly. Yes. I go, you're not, you're not even remotely like me. My, my message would be so different. <laughs> but when I, when I hear him, it, it moves something deep in, well, in my soul. It, it re rearranges me. I mean, because John 13 through 17 is right before he goes into the Garden of Gethsemane. Right. The, the weight of that night is beginning just to increase. It's intensifying. This is the other thing that hits me about Jesus in this, is when I'm going through pain, a lot of times I don't have the capacity to be so concerned about others. When I'm going through my own pain, 
I mostly say, hey, I need a break. I need a break. The more pain that Jesus was feeling internally, the more care. He was offering to his disciples. Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when I've been going through something that was heavy, how I, how many times I'm like, hey, how are you doing? You doing all right? I really want to make sure you're okay now, Corey. Totally. I want to make sure your heart's happy. Totally. <laughs> no, uh, no. If I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, man, everybody feels sorry for me. Let me tell you my story. <laughs> I got a thing I'm going through. Don't you feel bad about me? You know, just, I mean, it's all the cameras turn. Yes, right yes. It's not what Jesus does. His so, care for yeah. these young these young men, his care, his, his his just how specific he was and everything that he did that night, is absolutely astounding to me. Because he's going to say it a couple of times. We'll bring it up a hundred times in this in this in this year, in this season, but uh, the point of don't let your hearts be troubled. Yeah. The fact he's caring about their hearts being shaken yeah. by what's about to happen. Yeah. And then he says in John 16, I don't want you to be made to stumble. Yeah. I don't want your heart troubled, and I don't want you stumbling yeah. over this. He's securing their hearts. Yeah. That whole night is about stabilizing weak hearts for the greatest hour and the darkest hour of human history. And... I think we have to, and we're going to do this in this season, but we're going to deal with the fact that John 13 zeroes in on betrayal, on Judas' betrayal in a real, like, technical way. Like, it zeroes right in on betrayal. It puts it front and center. It puts front and center the fact that the world is going to hate the disciples. Yes. I mean, in the middle of John 15, he says, they've hated me, they're going to hate you. And so what you realize is, here's what Jesus is doing, he's telling them how they're going to be able to walk through their next 25 years, but he's giving a message to the church forever. That's right. On two fronts, how you'll be able to walk through your deepest, darkest trial and betrayal and how the church at the yes. end of the age yes. will walk through the deepest, darkest time of human history. Yes. Because you have to catch this. John 13 to 17 shows up. It's Thursday night of Jesus last week. But on Tuesday night of Jesus last yes. week, he gave us Matthew 24. Uh, Matthew 23. The Olivet Discourse. Yeah, the Olivet Discourse, 23 through 25. He gives us his longest, most intense, detailed teaching on the end of the age on Tuesday, which causes the disciples to have so many questions. That's right. Then by Thursday, he's actually answering the questions that were popping in their heart and in their mind about the end of the age wow. and how to make it through. So he says at the end of the age, the love of many will grow cold. He says they'll they'll betray one another. That's right. They're going to hate you. They're going to hate one another. In John 13 to 17, he touches those same themes, but he actually gives them the equipment wow. to be able to to be able to make it through. So it's for you and I in our deepest darkest moment of trial. Yes. But it's for the and it's for the disciples in their moment that they were going through. But it's for the church at the end of the age who's going to be experiencing all of these things on steroids. Jesus gives us the playbook. Yes. The theological playbook on how we walk through, not just how you're going to make it barely through, but how are we going to walk through the trials of the end of the age with joy, Yes, with peace, secured, 
and in love and in unity. Yes. Because he by John 17, what, yeah. he gives us a vision. Yes. John 17, 21 through 26 is how the whole thing ends. And it's Jesus in intercession for the end time church. Yes. And he's praying for the church to be caught up into this oneness as him and the Father are one. He is, guys, we're going to get there. My gosh, it is astronomical. It is out of this world. I don't even know the right word to use. I mean, dude, it's out of this world what Jesus is praying for. I love it. It's four chapters of red, Jesus talking. <laughs> And then a whole chapter, 26 verses of Jesus praying. <laughs> yes. Guys, I want you to know we're going to get there because he prayed so we could hear what he's praying. Yeah. And so this night, I probably had some of my most profound encounters over the last 25 years in John 13 through 17. Yeah. Someone asked me, where do I start in the Bible? I tell them John, John 13. John 13 through, 17. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Because how I picture that night is how Jesus equips and stabilizes weak believers for an hour of shaking. Yeah. It's how he stabilizes hearts. Yes, yes. And the, 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 the truths <laughs> that he emphasizes, the revelation that he brings, it's so profound, it, and you, we're going to spend eternity there. I, you're, you're a little more humble than I am, and probably you that's listening are a little <laughs> more humble than me. Because when I hear, oh, he's stabilizing the weak believers, I go, it's those guys, those... The struggle bus. <laughs> All them out there on the struggle bus. And the Lord, I mean, he is. <laughs> he goes. He goes, hey. He ta I, I always feel the little. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, oh, it's you, Jesus? He goes, hey, I'm, I'm actually talking about you, bud. <laughs> totally. I go, oh, I'm the weak guy. He goes, yeah. He goes, let me just bring you back through our history. Let me remind you. Yes. He, showed, he has to show me over and over and over. I'm getting it. I think I'm, you know, finally beginning to get it. That I'm the weak believer that needs yes. the strengthening. I'm the I'm the weak believer that needs the message of his unfailing love, of his unyielding, his unwillingness to lose me yes. in the in oh. the trials. His his unyielding commitment to me oh. that he would see me through. And he goes, I, I want to make sure you're kept from stumbling. I'm, I want to put this into you. But you have to see yourself as the target of the message. Yes. And I think, man, that's the, it's the, honestly, it's the religious spirit that when we hear a message and we go, oh, they really, I know somebody who should have been here today and heard yeah. that message. That's the religious spirit causing, the, causing your ears to get covered to the word of the Lord that you need to hear. It's not for them over there and, oh, that other guy, he really needed it. No, you and I, we're the weak one. We need this. Yes. We need to hear this. You're going to see that phrase a lot. John 17, I've kept them in your name. I'm going to keep, he is the keeping God. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that to everyone who's watching this. I, the power that I've gained through John 13 through 17 is I feel like I'm in the vice grip of heaven. I feel like I'm literally in the vice grip of heaven and the assurance of his commitment, the assurance of his salvation, and the assurance of his intercession to bring forth and to complete that which he, he started in us has literally altered my life. It delivered me from driven. I mean, it, it did and it is. It, you know, it's John 17, 24 is what really changed my whole life when the Lord took me from just duty and just discipline and drivenness, and he baptized me in desire. And it's heaven's desire for us. I love that she just said the vice grip. Oh. He's holding us. I've kept them in your name. Yes. 
the ones you've given me. I I've feel Jesus' pride, his good pride to say, Father, all that you've given me, I've given them back to you. I kept them. And to, for you to know and for me to know that his desire is to keep you from stumbling. I just, I'm impressed right now that there's a, there's a bunch that are listening to us that feel really wobbly. You're feeling really wobbly in your walk with the Lord, and you're feeling like it's too much, and you're almost feeling like he's looking at you like the drill sergeant who yells at you yeah, yeah. when you fell, get up, do it again, and you're going, I don't, I don't know how. Yeah. That's not, you're saying, I don't know how to get up. He's saying, he's not that drill sergeant. He's going, I've got you. I've got you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift you. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to see you through. He's faithful. We're going to get into this in the next episode, but he, I love how the whole discourse starts. He says, he loved them huh. to the end. And I want to tell you something. You might be face down in the dirt. You might be wobbly and struggling. It might feel like there's a veil of darkness, and the trial around you might feel unbearable. But Jesus is not screaming at you like a drill sergeant, expecting better and demanding you to do more. He is down there in the dirt like he was with the woman caught in adultery. And he's loving you to the end. And he is going to see you uh, through. He is faithful. And just like in John 17, he's, ke- he's keeping you. He's keeping you through the trial. The verse you, you highlighted was out of, out of Jude. Now to him who is able to keep, keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before his throne with exceeding joy. <laughs> just say that. <laughs> now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Man, there's, there's such unction on that. <laughs> Which means the stumbling, you won't quit. You won't give up. You won't check out. Not to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present Isn't us faultless before his throne with exceeding joy. With exceeding Be joy. glory and dominion. Wow. That's the spirit. I would say if there's one kind of rainbow around that whole night. I just love Jesus. He's looking at his guys. He's telling them the worst news. And you can, it hits their hearts badly. Yeah. He goes, now your hearts are troubled. I I know this. He goes, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you things that's going to get your heart healed. Yeah, that's right. Filled with joy. He keeps saying, I'm going to see you again. I'm not going to leave you as orphan. <laughs> because you won't be left alone through this. But I just, I, I think about Peter and his whole, all the dynamics that are going on with Peter. And, and he, Peter is messed up over <laughs> the fact that his best friend just told him he's dying. Yes. And he can't, he can't go, Peter can't go with him. And, and it's interesting because Jesus said, I said to them, I said to those guys where I'm going, you can't come. He goes, and now I say it to you. Where I'm going, you cannot come. And Peter's looking at him. He's like, you're, you're my best friend, and I, I will die for you. I would die. I, I'm not okay with you leaving uh, yes, me. Yes, you're yes, my yes. best. You know, we kind of give Peter such a bad rap. He, he was so passionate. He's, he wanted to be close to him. Heartbroken. <laughs> His best friend says, I'm leaving for good. He goes, no, I will die 
for you. And we even see it in Peter. Peter brings a sword and strikes the high priest's servant, cuts his ear off. That's right. Peter is going to make good. It's human zeal. There's no anointing on what he's doing. But but his heart. is so, I am all in with you, Jesus. But what we're getting is the humanity of Peter through the whole process where he can't even fathom that his best friend is leaving and he's heartbroken and a wreck. And then he gets out over his skis and he goes, if everybody forsakes you, I won't. And Peter I and mean, Jesus so kind, but so truthful. <laughs> Peter, if you only knew how broken and weak yeah, you are. Yeah, but you're not as awesome as you think, buddy. He goes, Tonight's the night. And he goes, You're gonna deny me three times before the morning is is even broken. But I just wonder sometimes, does Peter is he now is he on skates? Is he thinking, Am I the betrayer? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because Jesus Well, he said, was the one that motioned to John, who is who it? Who is it? <laughs> and then they miss the dipping in the they, the dipping together, yes. the bread. And then the next part in John 13, he goes, hey, by the way, you're going to deny me tonight three times. I just wonder if Peter, wow. how would I feel if that, oh, if I, yeah. there's a betrayer with us and I'm about to bring, I'm, I'm, I'm denying you? I'm wondering if he was putting wow. those things together and just I've never skates. thought about that. So the whole the whole package in John thirteen to seventeen, we're sitting here both of us just with tears in our eyes because it's so precious, but it's to it's to sustain us through trial and difficulty. Yes, and he he gives us rich rich detail on how to do that, how to live this way, and it's all based on love between us and God and love between us and one another. And what Jesus does is he opens up, he opens up the fellowship of the holy. That's exactly he right. He opens up the storehouse of how the Father and the Son love together. Uh. And he says, this is how the Father and I love one another, and this is how you and the Father and me are going to love one another and how you're going to love each other. This is your way forward. I think of the Ephesians 2, seated in heavenly places in Christ. He's literally showing them how we live out the realities of being seated together and fellowshipping in the love of the Trinity. It's really what he's doing. He's, He's letting them know. He'll use the word advantage in John 16. And we're going to talk a lot about Holy Spirit. In, yes. in all of this, Holy Spirit, the power of prayer. But it's like Jesus is saying, guys, it's about to get a lot better for you. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm going to blow open a door <laughs> and through the Holy Spirit bring you up into the fellowship of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, you and me, I and you, and that you're going to be brought into this place of encountering our love for each other, our love for you, your love for us, and your love for one another. For one another. And this is what I, I, I mean, we have got to, we have got to go into this in a much deeper way, and we have to understand that we are all welcomed in to the love that God shares with God in the Trinity. That's it. Say that again. We, the redeemed, 
are welcomed in, not just intellectually, not in an understanding, a theological principle, but we are welcomed into the experiential love that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit share. This is our portion now. Yes. This is the message that Jesus is getting across to them. He's saying, this is how the Father and I do it. We're going to go into this in much more clarity. This is how the Father and I do it, and this is how you're going to do it. Just like me and the Father are doing it right now, this is how you're going to do it with us. It's going to be fantastic for you. That's why he's, he's like telling them on the last night, it's actually going to be so much better for you. And he goes, and then the way that the Father and I love one another, that's how you are going to love each other. And guys, I just— we cannot com- conceive of this, but there is coming a move of God yes. in the church yes. of love among each other like we've never dreamt. Jesus prayed it, so it's prophecy. Yes, yes. That's Jesus, good. That's as good. a man on the earth, prayed w- for this, this oneness between us. And so since he prayed it, his prayers aren't going to go unanswered. So because he prayed it, it's prophecy. I can tell you with absolute surety and clarity, there is a day coming where the church will love herself. The bride will love herself the way the Father and the Son love her. We will love each other in the church the way the Father and the Son love us. That is a, a surety, and it will be a testimony to nations when they see the love of God breaking forth through broken human people toward one another. It will be a testimony of the legitimacy of Jesus Christ's deity, of his death, burial, yes, and resurrection, his yes. ascendancy, and his rule and reign even in present moments. This is what's coming. John 13 to 17 secures that for us. Yes. And so, over the, <laughs> I mean, he brings them to the upper room. He washes their feet. He exposes the betrayer. He tells Peter, I've got to go somewhere. You can't come. But he says, when it hits you that you can't come, believe in me. Believe in me. He says, in my father's house, there's many mansions. I'm, he goes, me and my father are one. We are, he goes, I am the way, the truth, and the father. And I'm going to bring you to the father. And he's, and he's talking about his and the father's union. And he's inviting them into that union. Yes. And he's introducing, I'm going to pray, and the Holy Spirit's going to come, and he will help you. Yes. And he will be your helper in all of this. And then at the end of 14, they get up. And they start walking mm. toward Gethsemane. Yeah, come, let us go from here. Yeah, yeah, come, let us go from here. It's the very last verse of 14. Mm-hmm. And then he starts walking through, and he starts talking about the vine and the branches. Yeah. And he's calling them into this life of abiding. Yes, there's so much richness here. This is the thing we want to share, too. As we're going through this, we want you to track with us. We want you to get your Bible yes. open. Or, or, or just listen to it, listen to it, and then look at the Bible verses later. But what we're going to do is, honestly, it is a scratch of the surface. Yes. We cannot, in one season, by any means, plumb the depths of John 13 to 17. I love what Mike calls it. He calls it the final frontier. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're talking about (laughs) the greatest teaching from Jesus. We're not getting it done in a season of a podcast. (laughs) It's just a little silly. But what we want to do is we want to 
Rick, yes. you yes. we want we want to we want to salt your taste. So you want to drink? Yeah, we deeply. want to shine a light on these chapters, yes. saying you really want to hang here. Yes. So I I want to invite you to make this a, a hobby. Yes. For ten and twenty years. Yes. When you're like, well, what should I read? Go back and study John thirteen seventeen. Yes. Like you cannot go wrong making this your your diet because this is. It's our playbook for the church, how we're to live now and at the end of the age. It's what we have to have to thrive, not just to be sustained, but to thrive in great crisis and trial like we're seeing in the earth right now. Well, we're going into it, man. We're going to jump into our next session. We're going to do it. Guys, we love you, (laughs) and get ready. The Lord's going to meet us. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for John 13 to 17. Thank you for the gift of it. Open the eyes of our heart. Release revelation to us. To Corey and I, to everyone connecting to us, release revelation to us, insights into these beautiful passages, these rich words you've given us, this gold. God, cause our hearts to be struck and come alive with joy, with peace, and with the safety that's in you, and with love for one another. God, I ask, do that for us in Jesus' name. Amen. And. Just to let you know, <laughs> we're releasing here this on November 2nd, next week oh, yeah. in Dallas, Texas. Oh, yeah. We're having our second <laughs> annual Nasherite Conference. You were with me last year. Come on. Hey, guys, sign up for this. You can come to Dallas and be with us, or there's also an online link. You guys find it at CoreyRussell.org. Jump into this, and the Lord will meet you. It's about marking intercessors for the revival and the return of the Lord. This conference, what we experienced last year was so unusual, especially the last night. Rick gets up, Rick Pino gets up, leads just from the keyboard. I got to preach, but the way the Lord rolled in. Oh my gosh. And he literally just, it was like he just took the whole place under his, under his cover. Yes. And I mean, we dismissed and 250 people hung out for another hour. <laughs> totally. It was just under the presence of the Lord. So you do not want to miss the Nashorite Conference. Yes. Sign up. All right. We love you guys. Love you. Bless, Bless you. you. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Gripped. We hope this episode ministered to your heart. If so, feel free to subscribe and leave us a good rating. You can find previous episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts. You can watch this episode and more on our YouTube channel, Gripped Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at The Gripped Podcast. To stay connected with Corey's ministry, you can find out more at www.gripped.com. CoreyRussell.org. To stay connected with Billy's ministry, you can find out more at www.billyhumphrey.com. Bless you guys.